All right, welcome on in emergency podcast today. It's the Sports on Tap Brothers with you, and I'm Sammy, and I'm George. Welcome on in. Uh, breaking live podcast here on uh, YouTube and on Twitter. Make sure you guys like and subscribe everywhere. And uh, Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, uh, I I didn't think that was going to happen. I was certain it was going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I was, especially now when we see what the trade package was. Yeah, I I kind of figured it wasn't going to be the Los Angeles Lakers because I think they had to give up Westbrook. And I don't think, I think the Nets were going to try to find a way to appease Kevin Durant and Sammy, I'm just going to ask you real quick. I don't know if it's your mic is low, but from my headphones, you sound like it's low. So if you want to try to turn that up, um, that'd be cool. But anyway, the thing is, uh, headphones got to be your headphones. It might just be my headphones, then not a, no issue. No, I hear you, but it's low. It's not a, it's, you don't sound very loud. What about now? That sounds a lot better. Yep. All right. Well, finish your sentence. So I kind of didn't. I actually thought Kyrie Irving was not going to be traded at all. I didn't. I think that I thought the Nets were just not going to appease him. Um, I thought that a lot of teams would hesitate to give up a big package because of his probably un unwillingness to commit to a situation long term. Yet I don't know. We'll probably find out here in the next twenty four hours or so. Did he decide to actually? you know, uh, re-up with Dallas. Is he signing an extension as he arrives? I'm going to be guessing that he is. Otherwise, I don't think Dallas would have given up players for him. But at the end of the day, they just didn't really give up much, huh? Yeah, I think my biggest thing here is I, I don't know, based on based on the trade, did they really have to give up that much? Like, Or did, did they really have to get a commitment from him is more what I was trying to say. Because let's see, the exact trade, I just had it with Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and well, what else was it? Let me let me bring it up here so we give you guys accurate information on this live. Uh, this is obviously uh, what what's the right way to call it? This is obviously a live instant podcast. reaction. Yeah. Instant reaction. Yeah. Um, it was Kyrie is being traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, the 2029 first round pick, so six years from now, uh, and second round pick. All right. Well, yeah, in general, um, they're really banking on him not being there in six years and the Mavs being bad. <laughs> yeah, because you actually have no idea what them, they're going to be like in six years, the Dallas Mavericks, right? I mean, they, Luca has, I mean, what they have Luca for for sure five more years, right? He has a five year extension. Or has he not signed that yet? But in six years, he could, I guess, leave as a free agent. So they're hoping that's why they probably asked for 2029, unless in case things go so haywire. And Luca's gone, that they would be like a really high first round pick. But overall, if Luca's there, that first round pick's probably going to be nearly worthless. Yeah, it'll be a, a top, you know, or bottom 10 pick, whatever it may be. I don't know. The, honestly, in general, whether they, whether the Nets are doing this for real future value, whatever you want to call it, or if they're just trying to appease Luca for now, I don't know what the answer is. My assumption is. Uh, Mavericks are doing this to just appease Luca, and the Nets are doing this because they just didn't want to lose complete value for Kyrie. I mean, it seemed pretty clear at this point. Kyrie was either going to leave in free agency or you get this. You get a you get a Spencer Dinwiddie and a Dory Finney, Dorian Finney-Smith 
and a couple of picks. I mean, so I think of both sides. I, I, I kind of find it to be a win-win. Now, obviously, the Nets are going to be worse, right? Because they're losing Kyrie Irving. But if he wasn't planning on staying, I feel like for both teams, it's kind of a win-win. Luca and the Mavericks in general have never had two top like twenty players. It's always like Dirk by himself or Luca by himself. Yeah, so they, they tried to Porzingis, but he didn't end up uh, being what they thought he was going to be. That trade with him yeah, and Luca that fell was through. It fell through. Um, here's the thing. I, well, I guess I, let me let me finish this. What okay. I was saying was, is you have the the Maverick situation where yes, he is. Uh, they're just trying to pair up a star, and for the Nets, it's like. At the end of the day, if he leaves next year, there's literally like nothing you could say that why you shouldn't have traded him last year. So I think at the end of the day, it's a win-win, even though this Kyrie situation is crazy as always. That's what I was going to say. It's a yeah. win. I was going to say in general, I don't know if this means the Nets are done. I think the Nets might try to package that pick they got, other stuff, and try to get someone to help Durant because they can't just roll this out, right? I mean, I have I, I pulled up the Nets roster in front of me here and it's like this is the new roster for the nets and this team is not a championship team they're big th where's the big three their big threes kevin durant spencer dinwiddie and ben simmons and they got dorian finney smith royce o'neill nick claxton seth curry utah watanabe tj warren and joe harris that's like what the fifth seed sixth seed in in cam thomas who's been playing well but yeah cam thomas as well um i think he had 40 plus points last week or yesterday yesterday yeah, um, in, in general, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they might not be done. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know. I actually slightly disagree because I see a potential here of this being the beginning of a complete rebuild. Okay. I, don't, I don't know why in any way, shape, or form other than liking the city and choosing it as a place to play, why would Kevin Durant want to stay in Brooklyn? So here's my answer to that. And I, I was thinking about this right before the podcast, and I don't think he wants to stay in Brooklyn. But he's already requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and the owner said, well, while you just Kyrie was on the team. While <laughs> Kyrie is on the team, and the owner said, well, I have, you have a five-year contract, so I'm not going to be trading you. What is going to change now? Why would the owner listen to Kevin Durant's trade demands when he has four years left on his contract? I think Kevin Durant might be stuck in a really shitty situation. There's a, that's a very simple thing because they're not in a championship window anymore. So I think it was very easy for Joe Sy to come in and say, we have Kyrie Irving. We just got Ben Simmons, who has not been what they expected. He's been worse. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not like the Ben Simmons from Philadelphia a couple of years ago. Right. I um, mean, they had Kyrie Irving with, with Kevin Durant. He was in the owner during the off season was saying, man, the, come on. Like I know the James Harden thing didn't work out last year, which is not the owner's fault if we're being real here. And then, we bring in Ben Simmons. We're trying to make this work. So I feel like it was a situation where they were, you know, it was too good to let be broken. up. And you saw that this year, they were 20 and four when both of them were healthy and they went on a huge seven, 16, 17 game winning streak. The biggest problem is now Kyrie was not on a, a signed on a contract. So when he wants out, you have to do it. And now when Kevin Durant comes and says, I want out, 
what are you going to do? Make Kevin Durant play with Dinwiddie and Ben Simmons and have no championship contending for the next contender for three years and waste his career. I feel like now he might say, hey, okay, you know, I'll, I'll rebuild this entire thing. They will get a shit. They will get four first round picks for Kevin Durant. So it's, it's something's yeah. possible. Yeah. But I mean, there or, or, or the other option, and you might be absolutely right. That's what they might do. Or the other option is they tell Kevin Durant, to fuck off you signed a four-year contract we have a bunch of pieces we have a bunch of draft picks and we're going to go trade for someone either here before the deadline or next season and hey kitty you stay in the, you sleep in the bed you made i'm not sure because that's what the owner seems like the type of guy he is and maybe i'm wrong but maybe that's what he tells kitty maybe he does it you're i have no idea but this owner is not a typical owner where he seems like he just bends over for exactly what the player wants that's what that's why i'm a little iffy on what they're gonna do that that i i hate to say it this way but that's very incorrect we have one example out of like 10 that he's not giving people what they want every other thing kevin durant said i want kyrie irving they brought kyrie irving kevin durant said i want james harden they brought in james harden james harden said i want out they traded james harden immediately Kyrie Irving said he wanted out. They traded Kyrie Irving immediately. There has been zero evidence of what you just said, other than the one situation where he said, "No, Durant, I won't trade you." Yeah. So and every you, other he, scenario, he might and he might still say no. He must love. He doesn't want to trade Kevin Durant. He was on record of saying that. But you might be right. He might listen to him. But Kevin, Dur I feel bad for Kevin Durant to be honest with you. That's the biggest thing here. Like he's kind of gotten fucked over royally. Yes and no. Another disagreement <laughs> here because Jeez. Kevin Durant. No, look like what he fucked himself, dude. At the end of the day, he left Golden State to join Kyrie Irving. We know what happens with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving over his last three franchises, the Cleveland Cavaliers, he requested a trade after they won a championship. The Boston Celtics, who wanted to re-sign him, he requested a trade. True. And then the Brooklyn Nets, who he planned this whole master plan with Kevin, Kevin Durant, wanted a trade, right? Mm -hmm. And then Durant chose to play with him. And then on the Durant side, Durant left Oklahoma City and made bad blood with Westbrook. They don't even like each other. Then left the Warriors while he was fighting with Draymond Green and hated not being the guy and felt like he didn't get his respect. And then now he was on the Nets, asked for a trade demand this season, didn't get it after he made them trade for James Harden last year, made them resign Kyrie a couple years ago. So he kind of made his own bet. Kevin Durant, if he was in Golden State right now, he'd be like a seven-time champion. And I'm not saying he should have done that. I'm just saying at the end That's of the day, true. this he doesn't deserve this team. I understand what you're saying. But like Kevin Durant also needs to take some blame for like the the last couple of years in Brooklyn. And I think there's blame on everybody. I think there's blame on the coaches they hired, obviously. I think there's blame yeah. on uh, everyone, right? And You know, you're right. Kevin Durant has kind of chosen to be in chaos rather than chosen to be in a stable situation. That that's that That is the best way to 100%. put it. And I, I totally agree with you. But you know what? One thing I'm like, like I was just thinking about this right now and about the state of the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. You've been doing a ton of YouTube videos on the Brooklyn Nets during their winning streak. If I told you like three weeks ago that this is all going to blow up in three weeks, and, you'd be like, fuck, there's no way. Like this is, at, I've never seen a quicker turn of events. I, I was the king of Brooklyn Nets YouTube, bro, for like, for, for like a week and a half. I did a video with everyone. I might have to do one today too, just. Right after this, a little breaking news, what's going to happen. And my last video, man, I talked about this exact scenario. Like, who's to blame in these situations now, right? And honestly, I want to move off this in a second and start talking about this Mavericks fit yeah. because it's, it's interesting. And they're contenders 
clear as day, whether it's really, really works long-term or if it's like a 50, 50 work thing, they're obviously better this year and it's mm-hmm. good for this year. But with the Nets, you never know if it's the organization. I'm never going to know if it's all Kyrie Irving problem, if it's all a Kevin Durant problem, but all of them have to take some blame because Kevin Durant has had proof of causing some issues, whether he's won or not. He's, I'm not saying he's not great. He's a, been a top five player for the last 10 years. But he's always had some friction, whether with teammates or whether with exits from teams. Same goes for Kyrie. And then this ownerships, I mean, the Nets ownership, I know it's changed a lot, but it's kind of been like known as the joke New York franchise, even though the Knicks suck. But like they were always the little brother to the stepbrother of New York's basketball to the Knicks. And even though they made the big signings and did all this, they still didn't get their championship. So I don't know who to blame the organization, the, the, the players. I, I, all I know is you went from the, the crazy duo of Durant Kyrie to bringing in James Harden and everyone will remember the name scary hours. It was scary hours failed this year. Like you said, a couple weeks ago, a freaking the best team in the NBA by far for like a three week stretch. And then snap of a finger Kyrie's on the Dallas Mavericks and they're not winning the championship. I don't care. Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Spencer, did They're not making it to a finals yeah. in the East <laughs> hot take, huh? <laughs> of course they're not making that no no way here's the thing with that um did you know i just saw this stat on twitter and it kind of blew my mind you know this this is what their year four of the Kyrie kevin durant uh partnership yeah yeah that flew by yeah 74 games they played total together in four seasons that's pretty bad i'm gonna do the math that's uh under 25 games a season. <laughs> Under 25 games a season, man. That's one of the most failed and miserable. Um, you know, when when I don't, I don't I, know if miserable is the right word. It's like miserable. A That's a it's a miserable situation when you have you sign if, if you're a fan of a team. Miserable situation. You said it's a sad, miserable. It's a sad scenario. Uh, I was gonna go sad, miserable situation. And here's the thing. Um, in a weird way, the Knicks kind of dodged a bullet by not having Katie and Kyrie come in there together. Yes, I I agree. But once again, the last thing I'm going to say about this combination, I don't know because I don't know if the organization is to blame because a lot of people do put blame on the organization. You look at the Brooklyn Nets. Should they have just given Kyrie the max extension? If you don't want him next year, trade him. Like they should have just given him the contract he wanted this year, regardless of how many games they played together, regardless of if he has like, you know, whatever it is, if he has some issues on and off the court. I would just give him his contract, make Kevin Durant happy and see where this season went because they were a contender for a championship. So I don't know who's the, like, I, yeah. I don't know who's to blame. Fully. Can, can I say something? I'll tell you who's to blame fully. I do know who it is. It's Kyrie Irving. We can't have multiple situations. We have the evidence. If this was a one-off situation, maybe you can blame the organization. Oh, LeBron James. I want out. <laughs> Jason Tatum. In the Boston Celtics organization, I won out. Brooklyn Nets, I won out. This is his third organization where he's kind of forced their hand and won it out. So I, I can't sit there and say that, oh, this, I mean, sure, maybe the organization's not stable, but we already have three examples. We have three examples now of Kyrie Irving forcing his way out of organizations and being that type of player. And so in general, I'm, I'm going to blame Kyrie Irving. I might be wrong, but to me, it just seems clear as day. 
Yeah, I mean, once again, everything you said is what we've talked about for the last 15 minutes. I'm just saying the organization is not a good organization. So there's always going to be blame on other pieces too. We'll see if KD requests a trade. KD's also requested a trade before Kyrie. You could yeah. We could have had this exact spiel about Kevin Durant before Kyrie requested a trade, and we wouldn't have said this about Kyrie. So I feel like it's the end of the day. They both have some serious issues when it comes to committing to a team. But I don't I don't know what else to say because I don't know who to blame. It's it's just it's crazy. They were one of the best teams in the NBA for like a 10 week oh, stretch. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. It's just yeah, that the best 10 week dynasty in NBA history. Yeah. And then and they were so good, but then it's all over. But I want to go through this comment, Jimmy J on YouTube. And those listening on our podcast after we are live on YouTube and on Twitter for uh for these breaking news stuff, especially, but on all our podcasts now. Uh KD next. This is what I want to talk about really quick before we get to the whole Dallas side. Because I think the Dallas side's honestly the most fascinating part of all this. Because we know what's happening with the Nets. They're not a championship contender now. Whatever it is. KD next. Does we just talked about I know and you think that they won't trade him, or do you think the Nets owner won't trade him? But what is KD gonna do if they don't trade him? Is KD the type of guy we've seen he also is a guy with kind of a I wouldn't say a bad attitude, but he kind of likes shit his way. And if it's not going his way, he leaves, right? Like with the Warriors, with mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. Uh, so do you think he tries to force his way out somehow? Or like, do you think he he plays the whole Kyrie thing? Like, I'm not going to play. <laughs> okay, here's the thing with Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is not the type of person uh, who would ever not play. I think he likes basketball too much. Yeah, he He's loves hooping. He, he loves hooping. Um, will I will he be hooping unhappy? Yeah, very, very, very possibly <laughs> be hooping unhappy. He'll be sulking while dropping threes. Um, but in general, maybe he'll request a trade. Um, but look, you can't like what the trade deadlines in what four or five days. Yeah, yeah. the The Nets Nets aren't going to get desperate and just ship out KD just so he has a smile on his face. I, yeah. I mean. Like maybe they'll wait till the end of the season, but I don't think in any circumstance, unless they get blown away from an offer, maybe like the Golden State Warriors call and say, we give you Kaminga, Wiggins, Moody, Wiseman, and three future first round picks. Okay, then no, yeah, okay, cool. You blew me out of the water. But unless the Nets get blown out of the water, I think KD has to be there the rest of the season. That's fair. And he likes to hoop too much. So Yeah, he likes to hoop uh, too much. You know that. That's his own problem. It's a good problem. Yeah. It's a pro- That's why I don't think. If he would sulk and sit on the bench and say, I'm not playing another game, no, maybe. Yeah, maybe he could force his way out. Yeah, but he's too much of a – he's a professional. That's the problem. Yeah, he's a professional. Like, even this year, he requested a trade. They said no, and he's like, all right, I have a contract. So, yeah, <laughs> he's a professional. He's a, go- one of the first NBA players in a long time I've seen who's requested a trade and came back and played and didn't really sulk throughout the season. Like, that's, that's huge respect to him for that. But he had Kyrie as a teammate. So, yeah, oh, that too, yeah. Now he doesn't. But now he has Ben uh, Simmons, man. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> great, great, great. I want to go through a couple of the comments for those that are on here. Uh, if you're watching live, feel free to comment. We'll go through comments at some point or as we go. And I want to, for everybody that's on right now, the question, who was involved in the trade? If you don't know exactly who was involved in the trade, I think it's a good halfway point right now to just bring it back up. Absolutely. This trade was not very... In my opinion, I, I'm shocked about the trade. Personally, we had the Mavericks receive Kyrie Irving. That's it. The Nets receive Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, the 2029 first-round pick, which is in six years, and multiple second-round picks. So it's pretty much 2029 first-round pick, 
Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. And I will say, I'm shocked that, that I, I went through the Woj tweets, George. Uh, they were going between the uh, offer from the Lakers and an offer from the Nets. And Ooh, so it was okay. a, it was, there was a back and forth and they just like the, they like the pick from, or the, the trade package from, uh, uh, my goodness, the trade package from the Nets more. Um, but it looks like Dallas is not getting a guarantee from Kyrie. They want to finish out the season, and see how it works out before they sign a contract. So they want where, to, or does he want to? I think they want to. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's a mutual decision, but yeah. it sounds like there is no like a guaranteed contract right off here. Okay, that's interesting. I'm actually I'm actually a little bit shocked by that. I thought that uh, the Mavericks would want to get at least some sort of commitment from Kyrie, but maybe they're just trying to not force him. You know, you can't force a young buck like Kyrie. He's like one of those guys. Don't force me into a long term relationship, please. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just don't know. This is, I, this is crazy. This is why. Uh, that's why they say this league, <laughs> this league, dude, this league is nuts sometimes. And it's, it's unbelievable. Sometimes this is why I love it. Right. It's right. A, I mean, I'm already can't league. wait to watch the, I, I when is that first game when they play together. Is that going to be on Tuesday, the same day LeBron might break the record. I mean, that'd be a great day of NBA basketball. Uh, I don't, I don't think that, uh, maybe. Yeah. I'll no. look that up. He wins the next Lakers Mavericks game. No, no, not Lakers Mavericks. I'm saying the next time the Mavericks play, Lakers play Tuesday against OKC. LeBron can break the record that night, and no, the they play tomorrow. The Mavericks. Oh, you're trying to make it. A, you're talking about a cool day. Okay. Yeah, cool no, day no. of a cool day of NBA. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go through some of the comments, George. Okay, Everybody, because it's a lot. We got this is a live breaking reaction. Anybody on here? Throw out your comments. We will answer. Uh, just gonna start going through some of them because we haven't got to the Dallas part, and I do want to say. Really quickly before somebody mentioned for the trade, that's a lot for one year of Irving. That is correct. When I say I'm shocked by the trade, I am not shocked by the trade. I'm shocked by the trade because if he does resign and it works with Luca, that that was a very easy trade for the Dallas Mavericks to make. Uh, I would only say that it it's a lot for Irving if he actually doesn't resign. I think you would agree with that. George, I, I right? totally, I totally agree. But if he resigns, it's not too much. All right, let's go for this. Camilla Forsyth, man, that's a tough name to say. Dallas has two prolific scorers that can score by themselves. Adding another piece to complement these two su superstars is easy. A quality big is coming. If Dallas can acquire an all-star caliber big, let me tell you, they're probably not going to get another all-star guy in a trade, most likely with what they just traded. Right. But these are two. We're talking to. George, professional scores. Like, and this yeah. is where it might get become an interesting fit, right? Yeah. And I think it's going to make Christian Woods' game that much better, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't part of the trade. No, he wasn't. So, I mean, Christian Wood is going to be able to feast, I think. I mean, look, I don't think Christian Woods is like a superstar, but could he be a really high caliber three? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what he's going to be able to do here because there's going to be so much attention. There's no, that's a cool thing about this trade is you have a guy like Luca and a guy like Kyrie that you, you know, you just said professional scores and those type of guys, you have to double team and people like Christian Wood are going to be able to actually take a lot of from that opportunity. So I'm actually excited to see where this Dallas team goes. Um, I mean, do they have the second best one, two in the West now? Okay, let's get there in one second. I just, uh, that's a lot for me to think about while I'm reading this. But I was just trying to figure out their bigs. I think they're okay at the big situation, to be honest. With Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, and JaVale McGee. 
It might be all right at the base. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting to. Is going through the roster. Uh, did you ask if they're the? What did you just ask? Are they the <laughs> second best one-two in the West? The best, like one-two punch in the West. Second, second. I think LeBron, oh. Kate, uh, Adia, are but are they still healthy? All right, healthy. we have their be- Nuggets. Do not have anything better than that. Neither do the Grizzlies or Kings. The Clippers are interesting with Kawhi and Paul George. That's very close. Yeah, when they're playing as well. When they're playing. Phoenix Suns with Paul and Booker. Oh, that's good too. Another close one. Um, the Mavericks, the Warriors. The Warriors, Steph Curry's out again. They're, yeah. they're a top three or four duo. I mean, if you look at it, Anthony Davis and LeBron in the West. I know they're playing bad. I know it's not working for them right now, but they're just quality of basketball players. Um, like Steph Clay, Draymond, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, Luca, Booker, Paul. He's getting all the Jamal Murray, Jokic. I mean, Murray's been playing lights out the know, last month and a half. But like, I can't, I can't. I don't know. I just can't. Like, for some reason, since he got hurt, I can't put Jamal Murray in like in my head as like a championship number two. But he I might know. be. You know what I'm saying? I uh, actually like on this YouTube channel. If you guys go look, look back, my last video on our George on on the taps. I said the Mavericks. I mean, sorry, the Nuggets were going to win the NBA championship. This changes my mind this year. I think the I actually think Kyrie and Luca can come out of a West. You think so? Yeah, I really believe so. I think Kyrie. Look, the Mavericks went all the way to the uh, Western Conference Finals last year with that roster. The West is definitely not as stacked. It's a wide open competition, and I think with a duo like that, as long as they're healthy and that Kyrie has no drama, I think they they'll make. The NBA Finals. They'll come out of the West. Uh, I okay. Yes, you know if you think about it. First of all, a, a problem. Kyrie obviously needs to stay healthy, right? Of course, um, <laughs> and stay happy. Yeah, he'll be happy. I mean, he's he's. There's nowhere else he can go, right? I know. Uh, I just think. This is tough, man. I, I like this comment. This is what I'm. This is literally this all is in my head. This just in Kyrie unhappy in Dallas like, already. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I just what? I don't know. There's they they need they both need the ball, but it's gonna work. At the end of the day, especially for a one year experiment, it it has to work, right? And I think you made a good point. Who do you actually trust in the playoff series right now? And let's leave out the Lakers because the Lakers right now are not even in the play-in. Uh, Steph Curry's currently hurt for another couple weeks. They might drop out of that play-in, play-in spots right. right now, which happened last time he was hurt. Right now, by far, Kyrie and Luka would probably be the best duo in the West because Chris Paul, yep. Devin Booker have dealt with injuries this year. Kawhi and Paul George, who knows when they're going to play. Uh then, then who are we talking about? We're talking about like Jamal Murray and Jokic. I know Jokic is really good, but I mean, you could put Luka and Jokic on pretty much the same playing fields. They are probably the best duo in the West as of this yeah. moment. I'm not saying like if he resigns next year, they'll also be because injuries change, health change, surrounding teams change, like with the Lakers, right? If AD and LeBron get a full year together, they might be better than Luka, Kyrie. But right now, at full health, in the way that the rest of the West is, they've already been climbing up the standings. I mean, they're, I think they're sitting at the sixth spot right behind Phoenix. They're, they're only five games out of the two seed. 
they could get there, bro. They could, they could get on a six, seven game winning streak for a lineup like this. The defense is going to be really bad, but a lot of points will be scored. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm just excited to see where this goes. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right now. Like the more I think about it. Okay. It's Katie. We can't, we, people who are actually in the playoffs, it is Jokic, Murray, and Luca versus Kyrie. Those are the best one, too. And I would let's just say Jokic and and Luca are even. Then you got Jamal Murray versus Kyrie. I'm gonna take Kyrie. Yeah, I think it's clear that they are the best duo right now. If it works. Now it's I think this 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 comment really got me, of course. I don't love their chemistry, but this will be a show. This is the Oh issue. yes. It's gonna be a show. I don't know. Like I said, their defense might be awful. There might be a lot of scenarios where they got to figure out, you know, who's bringing the ball up, who's running this offense. Obviously, it's going to be Luca to start because it's his team. Um, but Kyrie is a guy that you also want running the show. There might be some great options where they're not playing together on the court. Like, I'm not saying they're not going to play together in closing minutes, but a lot of second and third quarter minutes, if you can split their minutes, you could have a top 10 offensive player on the court at all times. That is a lethal move for that. This is where I'm thinking. I think first quarter, they're going to play a lot together. One's going to head to the bench and they're going to probably flip flop till near that, like till later in the second half. Cause if you can have those guys flip flopping on and off the bench, you're talking about lethal scorers at all times of the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, man, we've seen Kyrie this year. I think he has the most fourth quarter, fourth quarters of 20 plus points in the whole entire NBA this season. Like, I know sometimes it gets lost in translation how good Kyrie is because of all the drama he brings. But having him paired with Luka, the ability of, like, this scoring ability between those two, and like you said, a lot of times they're not going to be on the court together. This team could be scary offensively. It's going to be nuts. Uh, I, actually, if we let's, let's go currently look at the numbers here, George. This is one thing I want to do. Right now, points per game in the NBA – the Mavericks are the third to last in the West in points per game. Wow, that's really interesting, actually. The only teams below them are the LA Clippers and the Houston Rockets, who are 13 and 40. Uh, and then defensively, they're a top three team right now. So they're probably going to take a little bit of a hit defensively. But if you drop a couple points per game and you're a mid-tier defensive team and you go from the bottom three in offense to a top 10, top... <laughs> Six in offense. Even if you go to 15th with those two two players and then the rest of your team is not good scoring, as long as you have those two scores, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this is... The more I'm thinking about it, man, I actually I love what they did for the Mavericks. I, I don't, I don't love what the Nets did, but I think their hands were tied, even though I truly believed what you said at the beginning of the show is you think that they were going to just make Kyrie stay, right? Like, sorry. Like, I really did. I really thought so. I thought they were just going to say, no, Kyrie, I'm not listening to you. <sighs> wow. I'm actually, this. I think this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a show in Dallas. And this is, a, here's another comment. Dallas has just become the best closing team in the NBA. Luca and Kyrie are probably two of the three or four guys in the NBA that you would want with the ball in their hand with three seconds left. Absolutely. I, I mean, this... <laughs> I'm telling you, I am starting to get excited for this because I've always said, especially Luca, man, he's kind of 
you don't get a player like Luca every very often, right? This guy has the ability to become a top 10 player in NBA history with his talent. I'm not saying he's a top 10 player or that for sure he's going to be, become a top 10 player. But one thing that in his first, what now, five years, six years in the league, I think it's year five now, he hasn't been really surrounded by a great number two or even an all, like you said earlier in the show, even an all-star caliber number two. And now you're bringing him one of the best closers in the NBA. Things are about to get like crazy in Dallas. It's going to be cool. And I got, you know what, George? I got so much news to tell you. Oh, there's more. Thank you. Well, it's not, not even real news, but there's just so much going on. First and foremost, breaking news, news that you would never think you would hear these words, except for you've only heard them a couple of times, is the day he's been traded. Kyrie is said to be ecstatic about the trade to Dallas and joining Luka. So oh, wow. we have our first breaking news that Kyrie is happy. This is a very good sign. <laughs> for First uh, time in a long time. That's a big sign. Um, and the Lakers actually Texas, did offer Tex, Russell Texas, Westbrook. Uh, Texas doesn't like that. I mean, doesn't not they don't like they're they're not big vaccine states, so that he'll fit in there perfectly. That's fair. I don't know why we're making this a vaccine podcast. Lakers offered Russell Westbrook and a first round pick for Kyrie Irving. Okay, they didn't take it. I'm interested. I'm I'm actually shocked about that to be honest. Um, and then last but not least. According to Chris Haynes, Phoenix will be in pursuit of Kevin Durant if he becomes available. Ooh, okay. So, and I feel like that's not just a statement, right? That means like there might be some rumblings of Kevin Durant also being available. Right. And I wonder if uh, they're going to send them Drake Crowder. Yeah. They're like, oh, we want Devin Booker. And then Phoenix, like, we'll give you Jay Crowder. Mikael Bridges, 29 third round pick, second round pick, 2029 third round pick. That doesn't even exist. I know that doesn't even exist. Plus, um, free tickets to the waste management open in Scottsdale. Fair enough. I'm going to read a couple comments from John Blackman. I initially did not like the thought of Kyrie there, but the more I thought about it, the more I've bought in. Cuban has been terrible at luring in a second big star to go through superstar draft picks. This is the main reason I like it. It's not just about Kyrie, which I do actually like the Kyrie Luca thing because whatever, man, like they're, they're two great scores. But the key is what that second sentence was. When is Cuban, and Mark Cuban's a great owner. He's never in the last 20 years been able to lure a second star. I mean, they couldn't get DeAndre Jordan when they were like, uh, they thought he was the number two. Remember that? Like when they were like, and the Clippers like bombarded him and made him stay. Like that was his big almost moment. They've had trouble getting stars. It, yes, they won an NBA championship with a little bit of an older Jason Kidd and Tyson Chandler. That was a Dirk thing. But this is a prime opportunity to get that second star. And I don't think you can complain if you're a Mavericks fan at this point. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's a great, actually a great, great comment because he's we he's right. Mark Cuban has not lured a second star yet, so I guess the only way you have to go do it is out in a trade. But the one big factor, like, and I know we've already spoken about this, is can they keep Kyrie happy until the end of the season and have him sign that extension? Like you, when you can get him to sign, you got to get him to sign that extension. That's the only goal by the end of the season. I know you want to win the championship, but the number one goal is for him to sign the extension. Yeah, it's going to... I have a strong feeling he's going to stay. In Me too. I, I agree. And because I don't... Knowing Mark Cuban, number one, Mark Cuban is not cheap. 
Now, he might not have been able to lure in a superstar. He might not have been able to, you know, he won a championship. We're not saying anything bad about Mark Cuban, but he's not cheap. And he he's trading for Kyrie in the thought of you're coming back next year. Like, but let's just play out this season and see if, you know, this hunt, this works enough to be able to give you this max. Like I, I bet Mark Cuban will have a decision made within 10 games. Like, okay, yeah, this this is going to work or not. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, about 10 games, I think they'll, they'll know. And the, I think in general, and I, I we, we, there's conflicting reports, right? We said like, the Mavericks want to wait and see. But I think if you if the Mavericks were presented the option for him to sign it today, they would. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very interesting in who 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 is being called Fat Boy. Is that Luca? <laughs> That's Luca. <laughs> I, sorry, I, I put this comment on the screen. Can't wait to see what excuse would be for Fat Boy when he fails. All right. Well, I, All right. Hey, I think that's a bullshit ass comment. You know why? Luca's only fat at the regular by at the beginning of the season. He plays himself into shape. Hey, but he is a Suns fan. We aren't go Suns. We aren't Phoenix. So go Suns. <laughs> All right. We it looks like Danelle Raymond Rahman. I don't know. Wants to peep their message. It's a question yeah. about it's a very random question about the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. But I actually have an answer about it too, which is funny. Um, what? Well, I'll read the read it oh for yeah, the podcast listeners. What does this trade mean for the Raptors? Does this mean their trade packages are worth way more? Now, do you see where the Raptors trade Van Vliet, OG Anobi, Trent, and three first round picks for KD? That's a huge trade for KD, first and foremost. Secondly, my opinion would be, I'd have some PTSD after the Kawhi trade, like bringing a guy. I mean, I know you guys won, but he didn't want to stay in Toronto. And three, the Toronto Raptor fans cheered when KD tore his uh, Achilles mm. in Toronto. And Tough. four, I actually see either Van Vliet or OG being a trade target for the Brooklyn Nets to bring to play alongside of uh, KD. So you think the opposite? You the think opposite. Well, they're going to get Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie for OG and Anobi, <laughs> plus a future first round, second round pick. Uh, so no, we are we're not looking at KD to the Raptors, but th- that Raptors team has way too much talent for uh, uh, like too much talent for like all, having bad season. Now all these guys wanting out for like wanting trades. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. They're what they're the ninth seed, I think, right now in the in the East. I'm looking right now. No, they're the twelfth uh, seed. I also want to bring up this. Who would you? This is George. Who would you rather question? Kyrie or Luca? And I think this is an easy answer, my friends. Yeah, Luca. Luca. But Kyrie is Kyrie's good. But we're talking Luca. We're talking top five guy for the next top three guy for the next 15 years. 15 years, yeah. But it's uh this is this is remarkable. But Kyrie's good. Kyrie is good. Can't yeah. can't hate on that. And I'm yeah, gonna bring this up. Let's talk about Durant for a little bit. Okay. Because we got the Suns are going to get Durant anyway. Last year there was a lot of a lot of Durant to Phoenix momentum or like talk. Um, he wanted out, obviously. Um, I don't know if it's a good relationship with. I know he loves Devin Booker. Always talked about him in those All Star mm-hmm. things. Um, Phoenix has a new owner coming up, which is going to mean they're going to be aggressive. Obviously, there's probably respect for Chris Paul there. They're you know, I think I'm assuming. KD to Phoenix would be awesome. My thing is, 
like you said earlier, George, I don't know if they're, I don't really know if they want to trade Kevin Durant. And if they do, like, if, if they do end up trading Kevin Durant, it's got to be for something like, when's the last time we've seen somebody of Kevin Durant's caliber traded? Well, I mean, I think it was Wozier Shams when KD actually requested to be traded with, well, going into the season four years left on his contract after the season three years left on his contract would make the biggest trade package in NBA history. I could see be, that. Yeah. Be like what LeBron would have required five years ago. Yeah, because there's three years left on that contract. I think the Suns have an opportunity to do it. I don't know if they have the full pieces. One team I would keep my eye out on is the New Orleans Pelicans because they do have the pieces, but I don't know if he wants to go there, but him and Zion would be interesting. So those are two teams I'd keep my eye on. Interesting. Who else, though? Like, really, if you think about it. It's the Suns. It's the Suns or no one else, I personally think, right now, at this exact, like, until the end of the season, maybe. Yeah. He and Heat'll always be involved. They'll try to get oh, yeah. onto anything too. But like the Heat, general, that's a good one too, because they might be able to say, "We'll give you Tyler Hero." And I'm not gonna—they're not gonna give up Bam or Jimmy Butler, probably. No, but they'll give him Tyler Hero and a bunch of picks and something. Figure it out. Yeah, there's Kyle, always a way. Kyle Lowry's horrible contract. Yeah, he, poor, poor Kyle Lowry. We got another. Would you rather, Katie or Luca? Now this one's actually a very tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna go Luca because of age. I, I mean, if we're talking, are, are we talking one game? Because if it's like we're talking about for like the future, Luca. I mean, age difference is key here. Yeah, but just in general, like right, right now, like forget like future. Then that's like right a really now. good one, Ben. Yeah, that's what gonna, I mean. Like, I'm gonna go Luca still because I think Luca. Man, that's actually so hard. But Luca, slightly. Kevin Durant might be the best scorer of the basketball I've seen in my entire life. So yes. I'm going to lean KD slightly, but Luca is younger. So long-term, obviously, Luca. Here's another interesting topic. Luca won't play for 15 years, so fall off quicker than Harden. Luca and Zion aren't going to age. I'm going to start with this. Let's not compare Luca to Zion. I love Zion. I really hope Zion works out, but Zion's already on and off the court every single day and miss the season. Luca, despite people making fun of him for being out of shape, the dude's on the court every day. <laughs> well, he's hurt right now. Okay, but you know what I mean? He's still he's on the court. Like, he, he never yeah. missed, like, a, a full season, six-month stretch. And in the playoffs, he's been better. He gets better every single playoffs. He's been getting better literally every time he steps on the court. Yeah, so I think, I think Luca. It's interesting because Luca has the talent to become a top 10 player of all time like, and maybe even top five of all time. He has a talent, but um, he needs to, we need to do see if he's going to take those off seasons seriously and get in shape or is he going to just be Huka Donkic, which is also fun. But he'll be fine, bro. He's 23 years old. The guy's, <laughs> he's so good. He's so, I love watching him play. Yeah. Okay, and like you can compare it to Harden. So was Harden's following Harden's diet. Harden, number seven on the ESPN or the NBA MVP ladder this year. I know he's not as great as he was, but Harden's still averaging twenty-one points, eleven assists. Like, I could, I could see Luca at least taking it a little more seriously than Harden. I, yeah, yeah, probably a little more seriously. Less like strip, it, it, at least less strip season. clubs, less strip clubs, more smoking, and. 
Genie Bus needs to step down and let a man run the organization. Um, I'm, I'm going to refrain from this. Co- I'm not. I'm not trying to get in trouble <laughs> with men and women, but I will say Genie Bus in the Lakers organization, based on what it took to get Kyrie, they should have been able to do it. Uh, like they said no to Westbrook in a first round pick because they wanted a couple more picks. You can give Westbrook, you give him Austin Reeves and another guy, and give him a couple uh, extra picks for Kyrie to have Kyrie LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers really fumbled the bag here. To be honest. I agree. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Well, you got anything else, George? No, that's it, man. This was fun. I love uh, I love this breaking news on a nice Sunday afternoon of no football. The NBA definitely, definitely gives you uh, gives you that drama you're looking for. They really do. Um, I appreciate you all. If you guys are watching right now live, make sure you subscribe. And hit the bell button. We go live for every show. Anytime there's breaking news, we're going to be live on this YouTube channel. You can follow us everywhere at the Sports on Tap. And you can find the podcast, the Sports on Tap Brothers, anywhere, anywhere possible. Um, But we'll always be live on this YouTube channel. So please subscribe, turn on the bell. We appreciate you all. And we'll always be be talking uh, um, with the comments with everybody. So we appreciate you all. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And this is the sports on tap brothers. Um, and we appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll talk what super bowl, super bowl live coming up tomorrow. So yes, sir. So, we'll be back. Thank you guys for stopping by.